Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you so much, Kip Nation, Kingdom Influencing Podcast Nation. I appreciate you guys so much. You've been listening and sharing this podcast around the world. And I am eternally grateful for your listening ear. We've been in a series called Women Warriors. Women Warriors. And we started that a few weeks ago. And then the next podcast in that series was Tell Me Something Good. And then we did Woman Warriors Travail. And now we're in conversations. Actual women warriors, people who are on the front lines fighting the good fight of faith and actually walking out that Hannah, Mary, Elizabeth that you identify with, faith that stems the tide of the enemy. And uh, last week we did a conversation with uh, Camille J. Robinson, and it was a wonderful conversation uh, revolving around autism. Uh, this week, we're doing another conversation with a, another woman warrior. And we're going to stay in the A's. We did autism. Today, we're going to do administration. And administration is a powerfully potent part of the church. It's often overlooked. Uh, everyone talks about the gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation and gift of preaching and so on and so forth, wisdom and that type of thing. But today we want to highlight the gift of administration and its role in the church. And with me is none other than a 20 plus year veteran of administration, a woman who has worked with me for over 20 years navigating the New Vision International Ministries, and then continuing her work with my spiritual son, uh, Pastor Dexter Upshaw, and uh, at New Vision International Ministries in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So I want to welcome to this podcast my spiritual daughter, my friend, someone who I've held uh, as a confidant, and someone I love dearly. Welcome, Karen Briggs. Karen, 
Yes, Bishop. Hello, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Thank you so much for appearing on this podcast today. Just appreciate you and appreciate your efforts over the last 20 plus years learning how to really put together an administrative warship that is sturdy enough and sound enough to endure the times that we've lived in and the battles that we've gone through over the course of the last 20 plus years. Bishop, thank you so much for the invitation. And I'd like to say hello to Kip Nation. Okay, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump right into it. I'm going to ask you the, the first question that I have for you that I think it will help our audience. What are some of the characteristics of a good administrator? Well, there are several, but the the three that I'd like to just discuss with you today are what I call the three P's, proactive, be present, be prepared. And I can expand on those if you'd like me to. Sure. Okay. So let's start with be prepared. Do you have a plan? You know, there's an old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And it's still true today. You have to have a plan. You have to be organized. Be present. Have you ever spoken with someone and you're looking at them, but you can tell that they've zoned out? Maybe, you know, you're talking, you're thinking, where did they go? They're not here with me. So you can't be in Hawaii when you're really supposed to be in Rhode Island. You have to be present. You have to be focused on the task that you have at hand. You have to. You've got to be proactive. Now, there are many things you can plan for, but many things you you really can't control. If you are on a trip, Bishop, I can't control if your flight is canceled. Mm -hmm. So, But I can be proactive to know what other airlines have a flight to get you to your destination if the flight is canceled. So you've got to be thinking ahead and be proactive. Those three P, those are three characteristics that are vitally important to an administrator. Be prepared, be present, be proactive. All right. So really learning how to how to listen and learning how being proactive. When I when I think about proactive, I'm thinking about risk mitigation, thinking about everything that could possibly go wrong. Absolutely. And, and then being prepared for those inconsistencies so that the ministry assignment or the kingdom assignment goes off without a hitch. That it goes off without a hitch and it doesn't stop. It doesn't that, stop. And and if you're traveling or if the for the pastors if if the pastor or bishop is traveling or the CEO if they're traveling, the administrator's job is to make sure as much as possible that you have a stress-free, drama-free travel experience. Okay. And for all of these years, I've appreciated that. I've appreciated the excellence in which you've pursued that. I've never been stranded in a foreign country or stranded <laughs> in the domestic United States because you ensured that through being proactive, being present. What was that last one? Be prepared. Being prepared. Have a plan. If Having... you fail to plan, you plan to fail. All right. So is the role of an administrator one of prestige and glamour? What 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 role is it? I mean, for me, what I saw, you were in the trenches every day, and it just started with the preparation of that building coming in, 
making sure the entrance to where guests would be coming down the hallway was prepared properly, temperature of the building was proper. And I know you had staff to do that, but you made sure that the staff got this kind of stuff done. Right. And the job of an administrator is not a prestigious job. It's not a job of glamour. The, the administrator is behind the scenes. And, you know, to use a military term, they do the grunt work. And everybody is not for everybody. Your name won't be on the flyer. <laughs> you rarely will get the accolades, but you're behind the scenes making sure that everything, literally from A to Z, runs smoothly. So it's not a job of prestige and glamour. Tell, do you have any assignments or anything that run us through the course of a day? What, what, what would a, a day look like, a day in the life of an administrator? Well, the administrator... It's really an extension of the pastor, the bishop, whomever the, the, the lead pastor is. The, they're the arms and feet, if you will, of the actual pastor or bishop, whomever is the set one at the church. So that person is the one that really connects as a liaison between all of the different ministries and the pastor. That person has got to know the vision clearly they've got to have the pastor's heart because it's not about them okay well what about you said you have to know you're the the arms and the legs of the office of the pastor the office of the bishop but right. knowing the the staff what what did that entail getting to know i mean we had a staff and at one point we had probably 35 to 40 different ministry leaders that you had to be in touch with? How did you do that? You have to have effective communication. You have to have relationship with people. And, and that takes, it takes time, it takes work, it takes intentionality, and you have to be an effective listener. Okay. So that whatever the, the office of the pastor or the office of the bishop, whatever task is required, that you're able to communicate it effectively. And get it done. And how did you deal with, you know, issues of recalcitrance or people not understanding the goal or the objective or people who, you know, you have, I guess you have people that once you give them the assignment, they, they go for it. But then there's another set of people that need to hear the assignment two or three times. And there's another set of people that hear the assignment, but they want to do it their way. How did you get everybody on the same page or was there flexibility to do it your way as long as the goal was accomplished? It's never my way. It's not about me. I mean, not your so, way. I'm talking about the, the way of the staff. Okay. So then it's, it's my job and my, my task, my responsibility, if you will, to find a way to communicate with the ministry leader in such a way that it's effective. So okay. if they hear the instructions, do they understand it? They don't have to be in agreement with it. They just have to do it. Okay. I hope that doesn't sound harsh. No, no, no. Because when you're in the military, um, we don't necessarily agree with the general all the time, but he's the general. And it's our job to obey. It's our job to follow orders. That's Right. That's our job. It's it's rank and file, you know. But if people are honest, we don't always agree with God. 
But that's right. not that's not the issue whether we agree with him. The issue is that he's sovereign and he's God and we have to follow the directions regardless of what we feel. So it's a lot of times getting your feelings out the way so that you can get the mission accomplished. That is so true. Bishop, I'll share one thing with you. For 15 years, I had a card on my desk that said, it's not about you, mm. that I had to look at every day throughout the day. It's not about you. But then there has to be a level of even spiritual maturity to even receive that. To it's embrace not about that. you. Yeah, to embrace that. And that's really, you know, people, you know, I say that and I probably taught that for years. I remember that being kingdom principle number one. The essence of that is found in the book of Genesis. Uh, when God created the earth, he did not create the earth for himself. Right. He created it for us. So it, it, it wasn't about him necessarily. When Jesus came and walked the earth for those 30 years in obscurity and the three years uh, of public ministry and the six hours of crucifixion, it wasn't about him. Again, it was about us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's not about you. And I, th I think you communicated that effectively and in your own unique way. Uh, you galvanized those 35 to 40 leaders around your voice, which was a significant voice in the ministry because what happens in churches is that people only listen to the pastor. And if the administrator says it, it is not valid. But you were able to overcome that obstacle in order to have a more efficient and more effective way of doing ministry that didn't bottleneck in my office. There's definitely a weight of responsibility that comes with the position of being an administrator. And the administrator has got to recognize that. So there's a level of, again, spiritual maturity. There's also a level of their own personal submission to God first. Mm -hmm. if, they, if they're not submitted to God, they'll never be able to submit to you. And when I say you, I mean the office of the, the pastor. They've got to be able to submit to God first. And many times, leadership, they're, they're watching everything. They will do what they see you do. You can't just communicate what needs to be done. You have to be in the trenches with them. That's, that's important. And I think Jesus demonstrated that before his uh, walk of death and before he was arrested by tying that towel around his waist and washing the disciples' feet and asking that they do the same. As, it wasn't the foot washing. It was a servanthood. It was a servanthood that we call servant leadership. So that is, you're right, Kate, critically important that people submit to God first and that they understand that this is about God and not about us. What is one of the most important things that you've learned as an administrator, Kay? I'm going to go back to the card on my desk. It's not about you. If an administrator can get that, they'll be saved a lot of, of personal drama, if you will. Because if you're looking for accolades, if you're looking for the microphone, if you're looking for... If this is just not that that position. This is a position where you have a towel to serve, you, where you're expected to get the job done and produce without anybody patting you on the back. God knows what you're doing. 
God knows what he's called you to do. God knows what he's graced you to do. Just walk in it and do it. You, I saw you do that for so many years. You would work long hours, long hours, uh, even some weekends. You would work beyond the call of duty. If we had a meeting that night, you would be there the bulk of the day. I tried to balance it out by giving you time whenever you need it, as opposed to, and I, and I, I think this might help some pastors. It, it's one thing to have a vacation time, and I get it. There needs to be some order, you know, if it's 14 days a year or seven days a year. But when I was blessed to have someone like Karen Briggs, I thought it would not be robbery that whenever she worked a long length of time and in terms of days and hours, that whatever time she needed off, whenever she needed off, to be flexible with that. And I thought it was important not only to be flexible with that, but to understand the goal is not to clock hours. The goal is to get the work done. So if you get it done in less time or it takes more time, vacation should be just as flexible. Time off should be just as flexible. And I, I believe that worked well for us. What, what, what do you think, Kay? It definitely worked well for us. And, and I, I'll just say to you, Bishop, I appreciate that so very much. But I was very clear that I work for God. And this is service to God. I got paid for it. And, and God used it as a resource. But God is my source. And I work for God. That's just period, bottom line. So when you have that mindset, your work is different. Your work ethic is different. Talk about this. How does the gift of administration play a vital role in church? It plays a great role because if the administrator or the administrative team is not in place, things will fall apart. There's just no other way to put it. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. So... When you're really measuring the effectiveness of your administrator or your administrative team, you're looking at, do they get the job done? Are they able to produce results? Can they follow instructions? Do they follow the three Ps? Are they prepared? Are they present? Are they proactive? Are they loyal? Are they submitted to God? You know, there's a lot on, on one plate, definitely. Can they work effectively with the team? Can they communicate? Do they listen? Does it always have to be their way and the only way? You've got to learn how to let people work the way they work. Some people work fine, just they're auditory learners, and some people are visual learners. You've got to you've got to discern the person that you're speaking to and what is going to work for them, so that you can get the desired results that you need for the work of the ministry. You did that well. You did that well. I must say, I think I was spoiled. I know I was spoiled. Uh, the itineraries that I had, I had extensive travel itineraries when I traveled. Whenever I traveled around the world, there was information pertaining to the hotel, information pertaining to the accommodations around the hotel. And in other words, the wraparound services, food, whatever it was that you could, could possibly need was in a dossier, who I was meeting with, what time I was meeting with them, how I was getting to the location. Tra any transportation logistics were, were laid out, weather logistics were laid out. It was a, a wonderful time to, to benefit from your work ethic and your labor. Uh, when I went to meetings, 
All the information was passed out. PowerPoints were ready to go. Everything was set. The room was set in a particular posture to uh, give us the best possible outcomes in, in terms of meetings. Some meetings were more lecture. Some meetings were more group. But you always made sure everything went smoothly. For all of the big events, you coordinated with our Thanksgiving team. You coordinated with the missions team. You coordinated with the international missions team. So when we were doing local missions in the community, you were on top of that. When we were doing uh, missions across the, the globe, you were on top of that. It was it was a whirlwind tour. Whenever I met with uh, congressmen or mayors or uh, anyone, anyone, just congregants. There was a dossier. There was information about them, information about the the meeting, why why the meeting needed to be held, what were the concerns that need to be addressed. You were always on top of your game, and I want to publicly say thank you, thank you, thank you for your gift of administration that you gave to the church, but more openly your life that you sacrifice because it is a sacrificial life and i watched that over the years and um, new vision is better because of you and there's a road map and there's a, a clear pathway to the ministry of excellence because you perpetuated that uh, during the course of your labor there and uh, we're all grateful well I was going to ask you about administration, the role that you guys played between the community and the leadership and the congregation, but we kind of talked about it, unless you want to add something to that. Well, I would like to say, um, even before that, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate that. But I, I definitely want to uh, be clear just for your for Kip Nation. I know you know this. To God be the glory, because without his hand, being on my life without the gifts that he's given me, without him gracing me to do what I do. I couldn't come in early and leave late and, and you know, sacrifice. It, to God be the glory. And, and the bottom line, even as you're serving in this type of position, is God glorified? That's the bottom line. Is God glorified? Period. Is God glorified? Is God glorified? And I think that's relevant for this modern-day ministry. People think ministry changes, but this one thing does not change. And I'm glad you talked about that. I'll be doing some workshops in a few weeks, and I'll be talking about that as well. Is God glorified? At the end of the day, are you doing it for, uh, as Karen said, self-aggrandizement, for accolades? You want a pat on the back? You want a microphone? If you're doing it for that, you need to quit now while you're ahead. You right. do ministry, whether it be administration or whether it be prayer or whether it be preaching or pastoring or teaching or, or whether you're a CEO of a corporation, whether you are any type of marketplace uh, leader or marketplace worker, we do what we do to bring glory to God. You may get paid for it, but at the end of the day, your question must be asked, am I bringing glory to God? Or am I doing this in my own will? Because only what God does through us will last and pass the test mm -hmm. of eternity. Karen, I want to thank you for being on our show today. Thank you so much for sharing some of the things that you've done over the course of the years. I uh, hope to hear from you again. 
if people want to reach you, if they want you to do a workshop with the administrative team, uh, and I know you just recently done one for a secular administrative team, nonprofit team, how do they reach you, Karen? Thank you, Bishop. They can reach me via email, KarenBriggs285 at gmail.com. KarenBriggs285 at gmail.com. KarenBriggs285 at gmail.com. She is a woman warrior, and she is on the front line. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray one thing and one thing significantly in your life, that you would go and influence the nations. God bless. Have a wonderful day.